0: Welcome back to the circle, everybody. Lost Boy Cypher Circle is back in session. If you don't know, now you do. This is home of all things artistic. If you have a song, a poem, a rap, a story, uh, just a conversation you want to have, this is the place to come get your thoughts and your feelings heard. It's our weekly talent show. It's our weekly therapy session. Uh, And if you want to come on the show, hit me up on Facebook at Dylan Lawler or uh, on Gmail at lostboy420x at gmail.com. That's lostboy 420 x at gmail.com. Um, before we get started, guys, I just want to say um, I apologize for not coming out next week, and I know that um, I missed it. But I gave you, so- I gave you a little bit, a little bit of something to watch. I hope you all enjoyed it. I don't know how many people watched it, but it was just a little um, snippet. I recorded a few. Uh, I think it was a few months ago for the birthday intermission clip, um, and. When we played it on the birthday clip, it was, it was you couldn't hear the audio. It was cutting in and out. Um, so I thought it would be good to um, get that out there uh, so y'all could watch it. So I apologize, I missed it last week, and um, I'm happy to be back. Uh, before we get started, as I always say, um, mental health is a big part of my life. It's a big part of my show. It's a big part of everything I do here, um, and I always try to reach out a hand to the other artists to anybody watching the show and just say I'm here to talk. There is other people in your life, whether you believe it or not that are there to talk. And you can always find someone. Um, and if you can't, there are some um hotlines you can call and some resources that I'm gonna share with you, such as nine eight eight, you can text them that's a hotline. Also go to their um lifelinecrisis.com and they have um trained professionals on standby to Help you and talk to you and uh, give you guidance. Uh, there's also BetterHelp.com, which is not free, but is one of the cheapest uh, therapy options out there. They'll hook you up with uh, <clears throat> sorry. They'll hook you up with an online therapy, um, their online therapist in like 48 hours. Uh, if you don't like the person that you're talking to, they'll switch it out with someone until you find someone that you're actually comfortable with. Uh, so that's really a g- really good service they provide. I hope you can find some help there. Um, one more thing I did want to share with you guys. Um, the reason I was not here last week, um, before we do the trigger warning, thanks Brandon. But before we do the trigger warning, uh, one more thing I did want to share with you guys, the reason I was not here last week, cause I went to a concert. Um, I took my girlfriend there for her birthday. It was jelly roll. And, um, he is one of the most inspirational and like down to earth artists I've ever listened to. He, t- he, he writes and talks about, mental health and overcoming addiction, all the same things that I write and talk about. Um, And he said something at the show that really resonated with me and I wanted to share with you guys. Um, And it's something that apparently somebody said to him early on in his career, and that is to work on progress and not perfection. So I want to say that to you guys tonight, work on progress and not perfection. You know, it doesn't need to be perfect. As long as you're working towards your goal, as long as you're working to be better, that's all that matters. Progress and not perfection. Uh, that being said, um, before we get into the show, you're right, Brandon, I do want to give a trick. I always, It's always a tongue twister for me. Quick trigger warning. Say it five times fast. I dare you. I want to give a quick trigger warning because we talk about some sensitive topics on the show, being that it's... Um, mainly focused around mental health and addiction and whatnot if anybody is uncomfortable no one will discount you in the slightest or be upset with you if you leave um that goes for the artist that goes for anybody watching um it is 100 100 a place where we should feel comfortable to um be ourselves and not feel like we're triggered in any way. So I hope that we don't trigger anyone in any way and we can have good night tonight. And um, I need a drink of water because that was a mouthful. And one more thing before we get moving on with the show. I know I've said that like four times here, but um, I want to announce as of now, we are on Spotify. Lost Boys Cypher Circle is on Spotify. It's been on YouTube. So, um, and it's coming to everywhere else you watch podcasts very, very soon. It's going to be on Google, Apple, SoundCloud, everywhere. So stay tuned for that. But right now, go subscribe on YouTube and on Spotify, Spotify, Spotify at Lost Boys Cypher Circle. And let's get these artists up here because apparently I can't talk tonight. Um, our first artist tonight is going to be Skedaddle. She's been on here before. She's a digital artist. Um, makes some of the most intellectual and amazing artwork that I've ever seen. Um, and she's a longtime friend of mine. If you guys want to follow her, you can guys, uh, you guys can follow her on Twitter at skedaddle, uh, that's S K E D A D D L E S underscore art, or on Instagram at x art dot or x dot dot x. Uh, And that's on Instagram. And uh, let's play her flyer and get her up here. I love the music for your flyer. And Insane. i just like jamming out to you. that's why I made it like 45 seconds long because it's
1: just <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry I
0: can't English tonight. I'm, I'm no, having a little problems with my speech pattern apparently. But um it's I good to have
2: always...
0: you. what's i'm sorry, I didn't what's
2: that? Oh no you get that I always struggle speaking, so
0: yes, no it's good. I have I have like dyslexia reading but i also have like dyslexia talking. <laughs> uh thank you for coming back on. I appreciate it, especially like last minute. Um i always like i kind of i kind of panic a little bit sometimes when i have to ask somebody last minute because like it feels like such a such an ask to have somebody like oh do you want to come and do a live show on the internet like without any notice? Like it's such I'm a kind
2: of a spontaneous person, so
0: and Watch it's an honor it. to
2: be here. What you do here is amazing. So,
0: thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, um, no so I talked a little bit about you, but you want to talk a little bit about yourself without all the stutter, stuttering. <laughs>
2: uh, um I'm a digital artist. I'm also a commission artist. Um Yeah. I don't I don't say much about my life. So I'm just I'm a digital okay. artist.
0: Okay. all right all right well we'll just leave it at that um that's cool uh so you've obviously been on here before and you've shared a few a few of your pieces what's um one of the pieces you're going to share with us tonight
2: sunbathing
0: and is this is this new or is this something that
2: It's it's a slightly older piece okay it's probably a couple months old by now
0: okay and that is this piece correct
2: yes mushroom lady a flower. <laughs>
0: yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Um where you were at in your life when you wrote it, maybe the feeling behind it, the feeling you were feeling when writing it, uh, the feeling you hope to convey to the audience.
2: I was more um practicing poses and stuff and like how objects work with each other. You know what I mean? Oh. So there wasn't necessarily a feeling behind it. It was more of just a practice piece.
0: <laughs> when did you, when, did, so you said it is slightly out, like, is it months or years or?
2: A couple months.
0: A couple months. Because like I, I know.
2: Four months by now.
0: Okay. All right. And so you want to tell us, so most people might not be familiar with like digital art and how that all works and like what what exactly it is you do, like, you know, do you, so you want to talk a little bit about like, you know, start to finish like the, the process of, of how you work on a piece or, I so mean. So start to finish
2: like- is a little chaotic, but um, the app I use is called Ibis Paint X. It's actually, if you are like into digital art and want to an easy app to use, Ibis is one of the best and it's completely free so
3: but awesome. um
2: you kind of just go with the flow. Everyone asks how I do it and I go I don't know.
0: So <laughs> I know that you you I know that you used to um cuz we've been friends for a while like I know that you used to draw more like, you know, pen and pencil. Do you still sketch out your idea and then um kind of recreate what you want to do on the thing or do you start on the computer
2: so unfortunately i've had a little bit of a housing situation recently and i lost all of my art equipment (laughs) so the only thing i can do right now is digital but i'm hoping around christmas time i'll get some more
0: yeah yeah you never know you never know what santa's gonna bring
2: and then I'll yeah, start I'll, doing yeah.
0: You never know. I'll start
2: doing the paintings, which I'm so excited for.
0: I can't wait for that. Honestly, I would pay you to I like I'll send you I'll mail you some just like blank canvases. I have I, I'm gonna start collecting canvases. It's something I've recently started doing. Um so far. I I, I found them um, at the store that I work at and then I found another one at Burlington Co Factory. Um they're super cool. I'll send you, I'll send you pictures of them later. It, there's a Batman, there's a Spider-Man and then there's, um, the Avengers and, um, they're like, it's super like the, the detail in them is fucking amazing. It's just, I was just like, so I want to start like collecting canvases and your, and your artwork is definitely something I would start hanging up on my wall. Like, especially some of the, um, one of your other pieces, um, if you don't mind, I actually have it. Can I show it real quick? Cause it's one of, it's uh, one of my one of my favorite. I, I like it. It's uh, this is called Smoke Break, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, and I just I kind of just it's just a vibe for me. She's just like like she's just like looking up at the stars. I can tell she's you know what I mean. Like she's just in the zone. It's just like a whole vibe for me. That would definitely be like a, a art piece that that would go great on a canvas um yeah that being said i'm gonna bring um these other artists up here to see what they think of your um what what is it called again the the
2: sunbathing
0: sunbathing thank you <laughs> um how do we start with neil what do you think
3: i love all art so seeing this it's just absolutely beautiful. Uh, I, I absolutely love it, um, especially the smoke break. And the reason why I liked it is because the second you said the title, that's what I felt. <laughs> that's what it looks like, like a smoke, like she's relaxing. She's like maybe a waitress or, you know, just someone who's like, oh, I really needed this. And it it reflects in the picture, you know, the even in sunbathing that looks like sunbathing it, it it's titled the way i i feel the words through the photo
0: yeah so. she's <laughs> the,
3: she's the
0: titles and she'll like honestly you know sometimes she'll i know this for a fact that she'll name them like last minute and it'll end up being like the perfect she's, she's just like huh just look at it huh, huh, sunbathing
2: yeah
0: <laughs> it like fits so well um I don't know if Shannon, Shannon had her camera off, but is she, are you with us, Shannon?
1: I'm with you. I just have to pee. Okay, that's okay. going <laughs> <right. That's> okay. <laughs> right.
0: You're all right. Um, Sylvia. I love
1: the fact that you can't tell if the sun is setting or rising. I love that. Yeah. It's very interpretive.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't. I honestly didn't notice that. Yeah, you're you're right. Like I honestly, I interpreted it as rising i think i don't, honestly now that i now i'm questioning how my brain <laughs> it because when you say sunbathing it, it feels like it's more of a like a the the daytime but like i don't know that yeah that is that is i like i like how you pointed that out that's um yeah the the inverse effect of the way you look at it you can see it one way or the other yeah i, d- I do like that that's fantastic uh sylvia did you have anything to say
4: um it's very really pretty. I, I just I like I like the whole thing I'm um, how she's sunbathing on a flower. And also I'm wondering now I'm wondering is it the is it the morning or is it the evening?
2: It's up for the yeah. view to decide. What was that? It's up for the viewer to decide. That's good.
0: I like that. I like when art is interpretive like that. I love it. Thank you very much for sharing with, that with us. Um, we'll see you in a few more minutes for uh, to share your second piece. Um, and uh, that being said, we will get our second artist up here in just a minute. Um, that would be Neela. She's um, a wonderful woman. She's a poet. She's one of the best artists we've ever had on here. And it's an honor to have her back on. Uh, if you want to follow her, you can follow her on TikTok at Poetry Rose 42, um, on Instagram at Poetry Rose 1, um, or on Facebook at Neela McSwain. And uh, I'm going to play her flyer and get
3: her up here. This poem is called Prayer. On my knees, I say to my best friend, I thank you for life. In my head, I giggle, because why knees when you're sitting right next to me? My lord and king, my everything. So I guess prayer is the thing now. It used to be how you wrote to me. In spoken songs, you adorn me so lovingly. I wake thinking of you in a way this world can't understand. It's not thought. It's, it's, that poem is called Prayer.
0: (laughs) I love how you end your poem sometimes. Like, you just, it's on this, like, (laughs) like that. Like, it's, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's fantastic. It's just on that pause and it's just that, like, interpretive, like, you know what I mean? And it's absolutely fantastic. And I believe, well, either last time you were on here, you did a poem that ended very similar, or it was your previous flyer. Uh, the other flyer
3: yeah symphony it was the poem's called symphony and that's how it ended like god was always a
0: right yeah 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 i remember that yeah and i love how you do that that is fantastic it's like (laughs) very very like hard technique to pull off um and it's like me personally i've i've only ever done it once and and in, in the poem is called or the it's a song, a rap poem song, whatever. It's called um speaking to demons and it ends um until then I'll just keep speaking to these. And you know, it's it's implied that speaking to these demons, but because I used these because it rhymed with a a, a line before it or, or something like that. But it was it's very hard for me personally to use that technique, is the just that like pause and that like you know what I mean? I always have to have a very like solid, solid ending, and and you pull it off magnificently. So, oh, thank
3: you. I love that. Um, just that little bit that speaking to demons and then speaking to these. It 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 reminds me of like you know, cause I, I'm an advocate for schizophrenia and mental health and things of th- that nature. And I talk about my journey a lot. So it's like speaking to demons and then you can interpret when you go speaking to these, it's like, is it me? Is it the demons? Is it, you right. know, it's it,
0: exactly, exactly. And the, 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 the piece in question that I'm actually talking about, it, it is actually that exact focused on the exact, that exact idea. I, I'm literally having a conversation with myself. Um, yeah. but Anyway, enough about me, let's talk about you a little bit. Um, you've been on before, but those of us who don't know you, you wanna tell us a little bit about yourself and um, you know your writing and, and what you do.
3: Uh, my writing is just my talent. It's what I do. Um, I've always loved writing since I was a kid. Um, in fourth grade, I was in uh, talented and gifted kids for writing and stuff like that. And it just progressed um, in about 2010, 2011 and stuff like that, I started digging more into my artistry. I wanted to, um, well, I started writing movies and poetry with them. Like my stitch will be, there's always a poem before the movie to describe what goes on there. And so I just started progressing. 2018, I had a um, schizophrenia. Uh, It runs in my family and it, it happened to me. And now it's just my recovery from it. So I'm just right back where I left off. So I'm a huge advocate for schizophrenia, a huge advocate for mental health. So that's exactly why I, I love, you know, this show, because you're an advocate for it, too. And my poetry, it reflects that. Some of it is just me. Sometimes it's influenced by what I hear in the background. And um, a lot of it is all spiritual and things of that nature. So, yeah.
4: <laughs> that's
0: that's me. fantastic. Well, it's, it's amazing to have you back on. It's an honor to have you back on. Um, Like I said, you're one of our favorites, me and my producer, Brandon. You're one of the people that we have talked about and we're like, oh, like we got to have her back on. Like she's amazing. But there, it's honestly, that's almost everybody I bring on here is like just I am so blessed to have so many amazing, not only people, but amazing artists, like because you're amazing people first and then you're super talented artists second and and or, you know, you might feel some people like me, I feel like I'm an artist first and a person second, but that's just, but I guess we have to be, we have to be a person, we have to be a person or be an artist because, you know, it, it's, we're sharing our person. We're sharing our, you know, but um, I, it's thank you so
3: introvert much. Is our person. If that right. makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah no, it, it's, it's, it's amazing that I can have people like you on here. So thank you so much for coming back on and, and, engaging in our weekly therapy session. It is uh, fantastic. Um, what's the What's the first piece you're gonna be sharing with us tonight?
3: This one's called Soulmate.
0: Soulmate, okay. All right, I'm gonna drop myself out of here. Let's see.
3: Okay, this poem is called Soulmate. Sometimes I wonder, is this love true? You seem to see me, but I can't see you. Is this really a destined love coming from the stars above? When you look at me, I see your love, but actions I can't speak of. All those things you conceal, which makes me question, could this be real? I say I love you, you say it back, but you don't believe those words I act. You see in me another dream. A flame you see blazes in me. In this dream, another man could be there if I reach this plan. The fire you see in my eyes when I speak of my desires. But what you don't see in me is the little girl who looks just like me, sitting on top of a hill, looking at the stars so real. She was there all alone till one day this boy came on. He wrapped her up and took her home. He squeezed her in his arms so long and when she started moving with resistance he would hold her closer and fill her with kisses screaming you belong to me in this life you are beyond something so trivial as husband and wife he continued to heal her lonely heart from that day she hoped he would never part so you see my true love it is you who was sent from those stars above so even with that dream reached i only want you next to me so believe in me when i say i love you so don't go away for if you do, my heart will break because you are the one who's healed that ache. For you are my star-crossed love that came from the stars above. For her wish, it came true the very day that I met you. That poem is called Soulmate.
0: That was beautiful. <laughs> I don't know you. if I, yeah, I, I think I'm supposed to snap, but I'll clap too for, <laughs> for everyone in the back. I can't hear the, the little butterflies. That was, yeah, that was amazing. That was beautiful. And I say this every time I hear a love poem on the show, it is something that's very hard for me to write about. Uh, not because like, you know, I, 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 there are, I guess I have written about it. Um, it's, it's, but it's hard for me to um, get all my thoughts and feelings together because there's so much to say about love. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I write a piece, I want to like, I kind of try to say everything I have to say about the subject and there's just too much to say on the topic. And so it's hard. So it makes it hard for me to write love poems, but you were just, that was amazing. And it was like, your, um, your rhyme scheme had this very like, I don't want to say like old timey, but it was very like class. It was very classical poetry, like a very, um, and it was very like a, a soothing, like you could read it to someone like when they're going to bed or, you know what I mean? You could read it. You could read it like next to someone like sick bed or like to soothe someone like, you know what I mean? Like it, it, ha- it, it, it made me feel like whoever, whoever that's about or whatever, like it, it, that it's very special. And that person is very lucky. And that person's very special. And that like, when you read that, you you give off you give off that energy and you give off that like um you know that that field of just like let me hold you everything's going to be okay we'll get th- through this together and it's let's just like yeah it it is amazing that you're able to convey the feeling of love through your poetry because like i said <laughs> that's something that i that i struggle with a lot of my stuff is is dark and it doesn't make you feel warm and fuzzy that that does that that did make me feel kind of warm and fuzzy so props <laughs> to you that was that was
3: amazing thank you i have dark poems too and uh, it, when i first started writing my um writing style my name was going to be hathor and she was the goddess of love and war so i would write about love and then some would be war so i'm oh, glad i
0: like that i like that that is cool that's a, like that i like the duality
3: of yeah. um you
0: know the 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 relationship between love and violence or yeah. or love and um hate it's because they're very people don't realize that they're very similar emotions and they it's it's basically the same emotion just with with a different uh pathway a different outcome you know what i mean it's 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 passion and and it's what you choose to do with that passion you know what i mean love yes. has started wars many many many, many times you know yes. what i mean it's one of the main causes of war um yeah i i love i love that that duality um and you should you should keep that name i like that That's cool. <laughs> i'm a big fan of Norse mythology and and everything everything myth- mythology uh, I got, I got, and before you even explained it, I got it right away. I got it right away. I was like, "Yes, yes, that's awesome." Uh, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring our other artists up here to see what they thought of your piece. Um, who would like to speak first?
4: I would. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I I loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was really great. Um, mm-hmm. Classic love poem. I also have a mental illness that runs in my family. And I think that a lot out of the ashes is what causes a lot of of our um, ability to create and to be artistic. Yes. I really liked it.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It was super sweet. (laughs) Thank you.
1: I don't know. I kind of heard like some bittersweetness to it where there's like this love but it's questioning and there's almost like an undertone of like fear and vulnerability that I think you captured really well without losing any of the sweetness or sincerity.
0: Yeah, that is that is absolutely fantastic too because like there is like in every relationship whether it's romantic love or just I mean, even love with a family member There's always that Insecurity, there's always that But like, especially with romantic love Especially with starting With somebody for the first time and like you don't Really know them or whatever okay. It's is always that like Insecurity or even if Even if you're like I have known my partner for 10, 11 Maybe, t- I, I've lost count it's it's definitely a decade or more and there's still that, you know, uneasiness, that insecurity, that because that's what that's what love is and that's what we're here for as partners is to lift each other up and to help each other get through that insecurity and to make each other feel, you know, safe and secure and, and warm and fuzzy, even mm-hmm. though we are feeling that insecurity. And yeah, you captured that
3: fantastically. Is the
0: that movie- a word, fantastically? The-
3: that, that's what the movement resistance he would hold her closer and fill her with kisses. It, it is that vulnerability because it's uh, when you come from, you know, broken family and things of that nature, you're always questioning, do you really love me or you're waiting to see the ball drop. So yeah, I, I'm glad you you noticed that. <laughs> thank you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That was fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And again, thank you so much for being on the show again. Um, it is wonderful every time you come on, and um we will see you again in a few minutes for uh your next piece.
3: Thank you much.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um that ladies and gentlemen that ladies and gentlemen brings us to our third and um newest member to the circle. Um Sylvia Chapman. She's a poet and a children's author. Um You can follow her on Facebook at Sylvia Alvarez, yeah Alvarez Chapman, um, or on the Facebook group Poetry Contest. I'm a member of it myself. I've been a member of it myself for um, maybe like two years now. Met a lot of fantastic poets on there. You can see a lot of fantastic poetry on there. Sylvia's on there, and she has some amazing poetry. You can go check out on there. So make sure you guys go check out uh, Poetry Contest group on Facebook. Um, Just you know just click the join button i think maybe you have to answer like a couple questions about poetry but that's it and you just um yeah so make sure you all go check that out and that being said um we're gonna play our flyer and get her up here
4: pain why do i suffer through this pain it's enough to drive a person insane when your body turns on you and your mood is oh so blue other people Heal so quick and you're stuck in the thick of it. It's because your immune system doesn't work, makes you feel like such a jerk. So many operations have gone bad, leaves you feeling very sad. Cannot do what you used to do, leaves you feeling not like you. Cannot help around the home, makes you feel so alone, makes you feel such anxiety questioning your psychiatry watch your family do everything not able to help with anything makes me sad to feel so bad just depressed on the couch my shoulder my foot a great big ouch it's hard to watch my sister's toil leaves me in such turmoil i have to settle with what i can do what i can accomplish to help my crew I may not be able to do everything, but I am alive, and that's something.
0: I like that that was um, I, I wanted to when we first sent that to me, I was very busy um, so I, I figured I'd just take the time to say it now on the show um, I let, that resonated with me a lot because um, I have I grew up with a mother who was terminally ill she passed away a few years ago um, and it just she was when she was healthy she was such a workhorse like you know when she was younger my age she was working like two three jobs or uh, and and she was working um in the medical field um and just she was just amazing and just so it 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 hurt her so much when she couldn't do what she used to do and she couldn't do anything that she wanted to you know what i mean she she used to hike she used to all these things, and you know, she'd see me come back from a hike, and and she'd be happy for me. But it would—I know that it would kind of upset her because she can't go on a hike either. And like, so that that really did resonate with me a lot, um, and it meant a lot to me. So thank you for that.
4: Um, what happened to me was my tendon ruptured on my foot, and then i had been through seven different operations, and the last doctor botched the last operation. And I didn't know you only had two years to sue them. And it, it was the third year. And I tried to see if I could go that route because uh, I became disabled because of it. And I wasn't able to. And then I was walking down the stairs. I, I take care of my parents. They're both in their 80s, in their late 80s. And I was walking downstairs and I slipped and I grabbed onto the banister. And my, shul- my, body took the weight, my shoulder took the weight of my body. And I I got um, what is it called, Randy? Right Torn uh, rotator cuff. And then uh, about four months into the after the operation, I was in uh, physical therapy. I realized it was starting to hurt more and more. Well, they did a CAT scan. Turned out that it had just ruptured again. And so now I you know I can't really help out my parents very. I, I'm I'm taking care of them, but I can't help help out my sisters very much. And they can't help out help out me because of the problems that I'm going through. And that's where that poem came from. I really was on the couch, couldn't really do much, couldn't really help out my my sisters. You know, now I'm taking care of my parents, just my husband and I by ourselves. So that's been a kind of a trial.
0: Yeah, that's that's really tough. And I think that a lot of people will will relate to that poem in one way or another whether it's they they have been there themselves or they you know have a relative who's been there um i mean i've i've been there in certain situations myself have had a couple surgeries and you know it's it was you know only a couple weeks for me but you know it's still it sucks and you know from like seeing my mom just go through it for years where she was just like she would literally get up and try and then an hour later she'd be like now i got to lay down for 2 days yeah you know what i mean because i just used all the energy i have trying to you know what I mean? and it was just it, it was sad it, it was it was sad to see and um i think that you um will touch a lot of people with that poem okay. um whether whether it's it's you know like very severe like my mom or um, you know, whether it's you know, like an internal injury or whether it's a physical injury like that, or just, you know, people who have been put on disability and aren't able to work, but they want to, um, or anything like that. I think a lot of people, a lot of people, especially after COVID, um, can, can really, really sympathize with that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, anyway, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? You haven't been on the show before. So yeah, I want to give you the chance to talk about yourself and what you do.
4: Sure. Um, Well, I have a mental health background. Not that I work in mental health. I am mentally ill. So um, I'm bipolar and I have dissociative identity disorder and some anxiety. And so um, I ended up in the hospital for uh, a few times. And then after that, I felt like God helped me because I, I started writing. And I, I felt like out of the ashes, you know, again, I was able to get this blessing where I can write. And I like to write poetry. I write children's stories. I'm trying to get published. I have a, an appointment with an agent. So uh, I'm definitely on a path to to getting my life back together.
0: That's awesome. Well, good for you. And and congratulations with that.
4: Thank and you. I,
0: and um, I hope that it, it turns out well for you. And um there and also there's no if remember that rejection is the most common thing that an artist is ever gonna hear mm-hmm. and they eventually someone's not gonna reject you and they can't ignore you forever, or you can just do it by yourself. The independent industry is as big as it's ever been. Right. It, and growing and getting bigger. Um and the yeah, so the independent industry, both in music and in self-publishing, is booming right now, and it's the perfect time to jump on that. So, um but yeah, the that is wonderful that you have an agent willing to um or you you are you you said you have an appointment with the agent. Um,
4: to yeah see she's gonna film. help me decide whether I want to go the traditional publishing route or the self-publishing route and the the poem not the poem but the book that i'm going to read tonight um i'm thinking more towards self publishing because it does talk about god or the maker of all things and it does, it is about racism and i, I think that the self publishing route would be more accepting of a book i could publish what i want yeah you know, rather yeah. than have to go through it's a good. traditional publisher yeah
0: yeah I mean, especially with with the media um climate being what it is with everyone and their mother getting canceled for this and that and the other thing. um like that's that's why I mean that's why I do this, and that's why a lot of people are switching to podcasts. I mean, some of the most famous people in the world are are like either famous because of their podcast or they switch to do it. Joe Rogan, biggest podcast in the world. And that guy has done everything from MMA to freaking comedy, like everything. Um, So, I mean, yeah, it it is the, the independent industry everywhere, whether it's podcasting, you know, online stuff or uh, music or books or everything. it, It is really bigger than it's ever been. And it's really the way to go because you can be, you can be canceled the next day for anything you say, just because somebody in a suit, um, doesn't right. like and yeah yeah so I, I definitely i definitely support you and your journey and that is fantastic um and thank you so much for coming on i know we've been i've been trying to get you on for a few weeks there's been there's been some delay but um it's awesome to finally have you on uh what is the first piece you're going to be sharing with us tonight
4: it's called hope hope, hope. all right and i wrote it when i was severely depressed
0: That's the state
1: I
4: write most of my poems in. The state I most of my life, actually.
0: (laughs) All right, I'll drop myself out here. Let's hear it.
4: Okay. So it's called Hope, and it it says, "In the depths of deep despair, depression's got me in its lair. No energy to get me out of this bed. Lying here, wishing that I were dead. Sleep evades me for the seventh night." lying here waiting for God's guiding light. In the dark, I say a silent prayer. Will God leave me in this deep despair? I watch the sunrise with hope renewed, if only more prayer I had pursued. Faith takes hold and I have some hope. I realized I'd been at the end of my rope. If not for God's saving grace, I wouldn't be writing this on this page.
0: Wow. I like that. I like that. That was, that was amazing. Um, that was, I like how it started off. Just, you could really feel the, and I, and I, I relate to that when, when I get in those depressed states. And I think that a lot of people can, you just, you can't even get out of bed. You don't want to move. You don't, you turn off your phone, you stop, you know, you stop answering texts, calls, knocks at the door, and it just drains you mentally. You don't even want to even get up and make something to eat. Um, it, it drains you mentally and physically. And you did great at conveying that. And then I love how you transitioned and, like, there was this hopeful ending. And, and, and like, I like, you know, that it's it – ha- I, I saw I, – I, it wasn't unexpected because the title of the poem is called Hope. So I was expecting something, um, you know, to do with hope. Obviously, but it was nice to see that 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 feeling of despair, and then how you transition. And it wasn't a very long poem, so it was a very quick and seamless transition. And I, I really like how you how you wrote that. That was amazing.
4: Thank um, you. That myself when I was depressed. So
0: how long? So did you? Now you said you wrote it when you were depressed. Did you write the entire thing while you were depressed, or did you um, write? the ending when you were maybe in a better mood
4: i wrote the whole thing well when i was depressed okay and the ending was or hopeful you know
0: that's good that you can see a light even like a light at the end of the tunnel, even when you're in the darkness that is that is really what art is all about is using it as a tool to see the light Even when you're in the dark, and that you did that amazingly, that was fantastic.
1: Thank
0: you. Um, I'm gonna bring our other artists up here real quick um, to see what they thought about it and see if they have any questions or comments for you.
3: Oh, I. It was a perfect depiction of depression because hope is the joy you have, even when you're depressed. And Dylan, like you described it perfectly. You don't want to eat, sleep, walk, talk. Like depression is hard. Like my schizophrenia, it's based all around rulership. It's based around, because like I said, I had an affinity for Hollywood and and things of that nature. And it wants me to stop writing. It wants me to stop, you know, it's a negative presence in your life the whole entire time. So a poem like Hope, that's literally how I'm walking now. It's it's just I'm happy I'm good and all that but it's still hope because you have something always telling you you're not nothing you know so that's absolutely beautiful I, I loved it
2: thank
0: you yeah um Daddy on that on that topic something I wanted to add is there is always like I and I've explored this in a few of my pieces um, such as speaking to demons where that there's always that voice telling you that you can't or you're not good enough or whatever but at the same time like that darkness that demon whatever it is it it fuels us in a way we wouldn't be able to we wouldn't be able to put forward into the light without that darkness you know what I mean without it, like it 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 makes us stronger in a way um uh, Shannon or Skido did you have something you want to add I <clears throat> actually I
2: to- go ahead no, you go ahead. go ahead. I actually wanted to say something about the flyer. I heavily related to that as someone who is partially disabled. And you depicted it perfectly. The, the want to do these things that you physically can't do. It's like on top of depression, it makes it so much worse. You depict those emotions perfectly. Thank you. No
1: problem.
0: Shannon, go
1: ahead. Oh. Hope, <laughs> hope definitely. That one, that one got me. I kind of choked up a little bit on that one. Just the relatability and the way that you word, kind of being stuck in this place, and then when there's nothing else left, you have this hope to keep going. You have this hope to kind of get out of the dark cloud of depression. And I don't know, that one definitely got me in the feels. It was like, oh, Oh yeah. I feel that I have felt that I, I don't know anybody that could hear that, that doesn't get a little bit choked up. Uh, uh, very well done. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely.
3: The, the spirituality too, like um, the God part of it it's always there, that, that positivity, you know, we, we think creator of all things and things of that nature, so I, I love that, I love that, because it it's it mimics, it, it resonates, so yeah. Yeah,
0: fantastic piece, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, is there anything else anybody wanted to add before I bring us up to our fourth artist? All right, I'm going to drop you guys down, and that brings us to our last but certainly not least the wonderful miss shannon province back again um it is an honor and an absolute joy to have her every time she comes on i love her writing i love just talking to her she's she's great she's just awesome um if you guys want to check her out um you can follow her at shannon province on facebook um or if you want to possibly become a beta reader for um, some of the um, fiction books she's working on, you can um, email her at Coffee. that's G E E coffee six one three eight one at hotmail.com. Yes, hotmail. Anyway, we're going to bring her up and uh, play her flyer. Okay.
1: hear me yelling. I was like, don't play my flyer.
0: No, you know, I put the music. Yeah, I put the music on it. I okay. remembered. I remembered.
1: I, I am going to send you a new flyer at some point. One no, day. that's okay.
0: That's okay. I, yeah, I remembered last minute. I was like, oh, she doesn't like the sound that was originally on there. So I deleted it and I put the music over it. So you're also, yeah, no problem. Um, Welcome back. Thanks for coming back on.
1: Prepare it's to be Highly disappointed. I can't no.
0: Remember. No way. No yeah. way you could ever disappoint us. No way. I'll no. try. <laughs> um, so you obviously been on before, but you want to tell us a little bit about yourself for those of us who don't know you?
1: Uh, not really much to tell. I mean, uh, I, I play around with writing here and there. Um, i I've been working on a fiction book for since like 2014. Uh, I'm eventually going to get back into the sending out sessions for beta reading. So I probably end of January, beginning of February, I'm going to start sending those out again. If anybody wants to be a beta reader, let me know. I don't have an ending for the story. Um, so I'm going to take a consensus. At some point, with uh, some of the readers, on which way to go for the ending, but that's that's a ways out.
0: Endings are always hard. Endings are the hardest. You got to wrap it up. Somebody's always gonna have a problem. Somebody's always gonna bitch. Somebody's always gonna get on their little fucking. Nah, 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 nah. Well, this little yeah, yeah. Always, you know, and you just gotta, you just gotta finish it the 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 way the best way you think that it should end, the way it's that satisfies you that you, you sit and you're like, it's, you know, that that's the it, ending I wanted to see for those characters or, you know, well,
1: like, and I, I kind of follow along with Stephen King's take on it. It's, it's not the destination. It's the journey. So if the story lives in your mind after you've read it, it you know, unless the ending is absolute trash like
2: yeah.
1: it's not gonna matter as much as long as you know the journey along through there was uh memorable so yeah uh, we'll hope for that
0: <laughs> well good luck and um I would um absolutely love to do some beta beta reading if I have time uh when you start sending those out um First but... time like- awesome awesome who's the uh or what's the sorry what is the first piece you're going to be doing with us tonight?
1: Uh, It's called From a Freckle on God's Arm. It's mouthy. A lot of words.
0: I mean, yeah, I've am been I'm saying a lot of words tonight. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of mouthful sentences going on <laughs> this show. I, I understand. This is uh, quite the title, though, and I can't even begin to guess what it's about, but I'm so interested, so I'm going to drop myself out of here. Let's
1: okay. hear it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to turn off my camera, though, because I look really weird when I'm reading. How do we turn this off? Aha. All right, give me just a second. From a Freckle on God's Arm. When God was a very small child, he discovered he could make freckles on his arm with the touch of his finger. His freckles were to be his companions. He named them all and loved them equally. He had large ones like Jupiter and Saturn and small ones like Pluto. As he grew older, his freckles became less intriguing and little more than decorations. So he set upon finding his favorite of the bunch and thought of ways to give it life. He experimented with all of them, but ultimately chose earth to be his muse. He started small by adding the most basic of life, then became bolder in his creations as he aged within himself. Finally, he created what he considered to be the recipe for which he shall be eternally entertained. He added a dash of intellect, a pinch of wonder, and most importantly, a heaping portion of his very own heart. With much joy and amazement, he watched as his tiny freckle expanded and changed. He sent messages and gentle guiding cues to push along his ever evolving masterpiece. After some time, he began to sense the first real sparks of emotion and independent thought within his tiny world he so proudly created. As he grew and aged, so did his creation. It had indeed taken on a life of its own. Sadly, after a long period of time, the freckles started to crack and crumble. Upon closer inspection, God saw its little life forms had begun destroying each other within their own world. Upon even closer inspection, he found his very blood had become the warring factor between the living cells within his body. His creations were fighting over the blood that fed his existence. He had some very hard decisions to make. He sent many warnings and less than subtle signs to his little warriors, but they seemed to no longer acknowledge him. Eventually, the damage they were doing to his flesh started to affect them negatively as well, but they seemed to pay no mind, for they were so hungry for blood and war. God contemplated cutting off his own arm to rid his body of this failure. While he pondered on this idea, the volatile little lives of his earth started to spread across his arm to other freckles, destroying them in the process. The cancer that was once life on earth was killing him one heavenly body at a time. The cancer crept across his arms and shoulders, ravished his hands and strangled his voice, Eventually, the cancer reached his mind and squeezed him into a deep, sorrowful sleep. In this sleep, he dreamed of the horrors his creation was doing to his barely living body. In his final dream, the cancer had reached his heart. Then something expected, unexpected, happened. Life from Earth retreated, began repairing the damage it had done. Perhaps it was the rushing sound of God's heart that had changed the tide of events, some eternal memory of where it all came from. Nevertheless, God's creations chose to create new life and harmony once again to the body it had almost destroyed. In this dream, God never awoke.
0: Dude, that was awesome. That was just an odd, aw- like, that was just like, as, as a, as a reader, that was just an awesome story and just like, um, an amazing metaphor an amazing fucking metaphor. And I love how you always do that with your writing, even though it's fiction writing, there are these deep, like underlying messages and metaphors, you know what I mean? And, and just the way you conveyed the, uh, you know, our destruction of our own planet and it, like through like literally we're like killing god through this cancer uh, it's just oh my god that was amazing that was awesome that was so great like that that's that's one of those stories that like so i grew i i grew up kind of listening to like a lot of um like short storytellers they would um they were big like in the early 2000s they were like they would come to schools and stuff like that and they would and they would do like little stories or whatever and they were they were kid stories but they would always have i remember this one artist he i think his name was simon brooks and he he always told these like fantastic stories about like a spider or like a like whatever and but they would have these like huge deep underlying messages that i didn't even realize until i got older or maybe i did and they, like, they they were ingrained in me, but I wasn't really, like, you know, when you're a kid, you don't think about that. Or is your brain... Yeah, when you think back on the story, like, there was a story that um was about killing death and how that affected all, you know, like, you couldn't... You kill death, so then cows and chickens couldn't die anymore, and then we couldn't eat or whatever. And, like, That's your funny. writing has that, like, same... That same, like feel to it every time I ever hear you writing is it's like it's you I get lost in this fictional universe but at the same time I'm like say like it makes me think about the the problems that are going on in my own universe and and it is yeah it is fantastic the way you write thank Um,
1: you
0: yeah you want to tell us a little bit about that and like when you wrote it or whatever
1: I don't remember when I wrote it (laughs) I wrote it a long time ago Um, and I just, I found it not too long ago and then I was like, oh, hmm." yeah, I do that. I don't remember. Uh, I I think I was, uh, I'm pretty sure we were living in Portland, Oregon at the time. And that is a very eco-friendly place to live, uh, to the point to where, um, you know, Being a girl who moved there from Kansas, I I didn't realize how heavy my carbon footprint was or even what that was until uh, I had moved there and was introduced to so many different things that I I think a lot of different places need to have, like, you know, mandatory composting and recycling and stuff like that. And I, I think it just... I was kind of surrounded by this, you know, beautiful city that puts a heavy emphasis on taking care of our planet, and it was very refreshing. Um, But it also kind of put me in this really sad place where I, I felt like so much of our existence is killing off a piece of God, in a sense.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I understand that. And that I, I love that metaphor. Even, even if you're not religious, um, you know, I, there, there is undoubtedly a force, whether you want to call it just the universe or God or freaking Allah or whatever it is. Um, you know, there, there's a force that is more than just physical. It's more than just, you know, tangible, which you can touch. And what, the the physical aspects of what we do to our, our ozone and our planet and just everything that affects us on more than just a physical level. It affects the energy of our world and, and like the literally the vibrations and energy of, of our world and our universe. Um, And yeah, I, I, I loved, I loved that metaphor. Um, That was, that was amazing. Um, I'm going to bring our other artists up here to see what they thought about it
3: um I, I loved it <laughs> I absolutely I, I'm a just a poetic writer period point blank and even um it, it's so hard because I hate to be redundant or just with the mental illness not, my mental illness is based around like um spirituality and I'm like a warrior for God and and through writing and stuff like that my poetry and stuff I'm helping to influence a wake-up call in the world so it, it Triggering, so you know I, uh, fixing, you know, in fixing um the trigger part to make it negative, listening to other people's writings, it's like wow, even if they don't hear voices, they're still going through the same thing, and just your metaphor on, you know, God's creation and His heart and a freckle turned into something so big, and then all the negativity this. It 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 was just it was just beautiful and it was just plain refreshing. And I'm from Portland, Oregon. (laughs) I look look at stuff like that. So I'm like, oh spirit animal. You know, right. I just just loved it. I mean that was absolutely beautiful. And and I love stuff like that. You know, it's love, it's anguish, it's it's hatred, it's it's healing, it's it's everything all in one. That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Yeah.
2: and the metaphor thing I was with Dylan with the like being Kind of confused with the name And you fuck, you delivered That was one of the best <laughs> poems I've heard oh. Yeah Thank you Bye. Fantastic
4: I was going to say that It was absolutely beautiful You had me right there The whole time with you And I would, I'm just Amazed And in awe over that story, and I—if you uh, want a beta writer, I'm here.
1: Oh, I would love it. Oh my gosh, I—I I would love that, especially you know, hearing some of your stuff. I've—I've I've literally heard two things, and both times I about cried. So, <laughs>
4: thank you. Yours was amazing, though. Thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Honestly, one of my favorite stories I've heard one of my favorites like it was just that's hands hands down and one of i think that's my favorite um from you i i, I could be wrong i have to go back and watch past episodes cuz i think you've been on what twice now Uh this will be like your third time so i'll have to go back and watch but definitely definitely one of my favorites okay. for sure
2: Thanks.
0: um that was fantastic thank you for sharing that with us um we're going to uh bring our First artist back up on. I don't know what I'm doing with my hand here. <laughs> uh how you doing?
2: No, I'm doing pretty Good. tired. But
0: Yeah. All right. Well we'll we'll power we'll power through this and then we'll all go pass out. I gotta be at work at like seven o'clock in the morning. So
2: Ooh, fun. Thankfully yeah. tomorrow's lazy Sunday for me. So I've actually i been- like, on a decent schedule recently, I've been doing, like, mobilities and um, something called the Wim Hof breathing method. It's hmm. – I would look into it. It's really fucking cool. It's a lot to explain, so I'm not going to get into it on this.
0: Okay. But. All right. All right. Yeah. So is it is it to do with anxiety or sleep or just calming the mind or
2: – It's more for, like, calming the mind and so – the wim hof technique is three things mind prepping cold exposure and the breathing method and uh, not in that order i don't think but um it's like taking cold showers and then it, it like <clears throat> it helps your circulatory system and like stuff like that oh, and it does cool. help it's helping me quit nicotine actually that's something Whoa, that I've been doing.
0: Yeah, there you go that's a plus well, yeah, I mean, we are all about mental health and um, recovering from addiction and here. So that is perfect right within right within what we're talking about. So, yeah, everybody go check that out one more time. What is it called?
2: Uh, Wim Hof Technique or yeah, Wim Hof Technique.
0: All right, cool. And um, so what is the second piece you're going to share with us tonight? I think you said this is a new one.
2: Yeah. Naughty or nice. I threw it together like literally last minute before coming on here.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, next week is our Christmas episode, but this is an early
2: preview. Oh, yeah.
1: Oops.
0: Here. No, it's all right. It's the Christmas season. Tis, tis the season, everyone. Tis <laughs> the season. All right. So, tell us tell us about this piece.
2: So. I was getting kind of bored of just doing one thing and I've never really done a festive drawing. So I was like, hmm, what am I gonna do? So I went for like a pin up advent calendar, advent calendar deal. It's like oh, that's
0: cool. when you yeah. pull
2: you got the ladies on there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I knew when you said well, I knew when you told me the title, I knew it was gonna be something. I knew it was gonna be some kind of pin up or something. Does she do they have they both have elf ears? Yeah. Uh, is that I feel like that's something that you do, like, like not not quite often, but I've seen you do it in other pieces before. Is that elves like a, are
2: like, I love elves, other ears, they're adorable. So,
0: <laughs> so all right, so she's a candy cane, obviously. She's got yes. the candy cane, like, and you want to explain her this this naughty evil chick
2: you got you got santa's elf and then you got krampus you're like oh krampus. i
0: hadn't even, i see you know i hadn't even thought i haven't even thought of that yeah that's that's a cool take on that uh for those people who don't know krampus is is uh a urban legend of basically like the the evil version of santa claus instead of bringing kids presents he just takes your kids yeah <laughs> They're his presents, and then he eats them. Um, dude, this is getting itchy. I gotta... Oh, yeah. That does not make me feel merry at all. <laughs> no, this is a wonderful piece, though. and honestly, like, I I really like when you, you're, like, the way you do, um, I don't know the technical art term for it, but your profile, your the fa- the faces.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: it's, it's very... You are – a lot of people, a lot of artists, when you look at their artwork, you'll notice a lot of their faces kind of look the same. And I noticed with your artwork, like, you're able to distinguish them um, in, like, a way – like, they they look very – you know what I mean? Like, you can tell their different personalities through their faces and what they look like. And it's not kind of like a a copy and paste, like, this is what I I use for –
2: it's something called same face syndrome, which is something I had a problem with a while ago. This is practice to not do that, actually.
0: Yeah, well, you did. You did an amazing job. I'm sorry if everybody needs to see my face, but I'm just leaning <laughs> close to the TV so that <laughs> so I hear the TV, the freaking computer, so that I can see so I can see this. But yeah, no, I mean your detail is impeccable, and I just I like that she has like. Just her eyes are like way too big for her face. Like it does no no human. That's definitely that's definitely a freaking elf because no human has freaking binoculars. Yeah. I love I was it. definitely
2: going for
0: no and,
2: and where whereas
0: the other girl's more like reserved and like you can you can feel the coolness of her attitude like in her stare. And that's just like, when you can, when you can feel the character just by looking at the, the, the art, you know what I mean? You can get a sense of the character. Like you did an amazing job as an artist. Um, And, and, and I, and I feel that every time I see your artwork is I just get a sense of the character and just the story just by looking at, you know, what, what you've done with, you know, their facial features or their outfit or, or their scenery around them. Like, Um, The other one was very scenery related um, and and it relied a lot on the the setting and the background. And that was, that was fantastic. But yeah, I I love, I love that you're able to create characters with no words because I have to use up to at least 1500 words. Qualifies as a short, uh, qualifies as a short story. You got, you got three words on there. Not (laughs) even. And then these girls and they just say it all. I mean they don't need to say more much more. Um we'll we'll bring these other artists to see what they have to say.
1: As a Gemini, I'm obsessed with this. And like the elf meeting like pinup girl. I love that. That is super hot. Like, (laughs) thank you. That is that is beautiful. I appreciate that.
3: I thought the faces are your signature. I thought Absolutely. it was beautiful. Like that's your stamp, you know. The faces look like because it it looked like your smoke break. It looked like sunbathing. And mm-hmm. like that's your signature, girl. Don't change that. Just yeah. this, you know, the unique little tweaks make them different, you know. Yeah. It, it was
0: it was fabulous. That's what I mean. Like you, when you draw a face, you kind of you always you always start with the same structure. You know what I mean? From what I, I don't do much drawing, but from what I know, you you start with a basic face structure and that, what I was taught in our class is that like that oval and then that freaking yep. whatever you know, that and, and so and that's how a lot of faces can turn out like looking the same, but it's literally it's down the 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 uh, artist and the, their talent is how they can bring it to life with those little details you're talking about. And that's what I was that's what I mean. Just like she's able to tweak things. You know, in in their in their jaw or their their upper eyebrows or their just their hair, or whatever, and it, it, and it creates a completely different character. I
2: appreciate that.
3: Very beautiful.
1: I love their eyes. Their eyes are so <laughs> fun. I don't
3: know.
2: They- I like doing like um, like fantasy colored eyes. I guess you'd call it like pinks and blues and like but like bright blues. Purples.
1: I love that. My nephew would be obsessed with your work. I actually need to show him some of your stuff. He's really into like manga and anime. And That's where I
2: need my style.
1: I love it. He would, oh my gosh, I have to show him now. Like I'm sitting here <laughs> starting to like not text him because I would have to shut this off.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. definitely. Definitely the kind of art that, like, I like. I was saying earlier, I want it like up on my wall. I mean, I don't. I'm not. He I, those I, pin-up girls. I don't want. I don't want. I'll. I'll have. Yeah, especially the, especially the freaking pinup girls, the naughty or nice. I mean, my girlfriend will kill me, but it's it's staying there. <laughs> I'll screw it into the. I'll screw it into the freaking wall. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. It, it, you create fantastic characters, and I'm not like I don't watch too too much anime unless you count like Avatar or Naruto, which doesn't really count. Naruto counts.
3: I, I Naruto, don't. I can't.
2: I can't tell if Avatar is a cartoon or an anime. You know what I mean?
0: It's made by Americans, so but it okay. had, But there are. But there are uh, uh, Asian. I'm not sure what whether it's Japanese or Chinese or. But there are um, producers who. Make the show too, you know, because they're from that country and it is it is based in that country. So I'm not really sure what qualifies. I don't know if it has to be like based in Japan or China to be considered an anime. I'm I'm not sure what what the rules. Yeah, uh because I know that Naruto is like based in
2: yeah uh, Naruto uh, an anime, like, and then
0: it's dubbed over. Yeah. Um. I, I'm sorry, I completely missed Sylvia. Sylvia, did you have something you wanted to say? Um, I about-
4: like the what? ears, I was going to say.
2: <laughs>
4: enjoy
1: the ears.
0: Yeah, the ears are fun. The ears are fun. I like the little. Yeah, that's cute. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. And thank you again for being on. Um, if you can stick around for the end of the show, so that I can say hi and thank you one more time. It'd be awesome if you got to go. I get it. Um, that is gonna that is gonna bring us back around to our second artist, uh, which was Nila. <laughs> hi, how you doing?
3: I'm doing well. <laughs> Loving this Most one, good. I really do.
0: That's great. I, I'm fin- I, I'm like, fucking blown away every time. That, that people come on here and I and I just get to see like so many just the unique styles and just so much just so much talent, so much talent and so much like I hear things and think about things that I I wouldn't think about in my day to day life or I wouldn't ever think to consider. Um, <laughs> and it is just so refreshing every week to be able yeah. to do this. So thank you for being part of this.
3: Oh, and- thank you for having me here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, your your energy is infectious and I love it. It's great.
3: Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, what's the second piece you're gonna share with us?
3: Um, this piece is called Society. Society, okay it's a poem. So
2: All right. I get myself. Okay.
3: okay. This poem is called Society. Society, society, not built of true piety. But what you excuse will happen to you. Yes, what you excuse will happen to you. Blood-soaked land called the red, white, and blue. What you excuse will happen to you. Murdered children, culture, broken treaties. No honor this land's history's told you to but still people come and profit off their shores. So what you excuse will happen to you. Yes, what you excuse will happen to you. White's superiority complex while color dies at your doors. Always ignore the true immigrants destroy the purity of this land. Violence is always at their hands. What you excuse will happen to you. Yes, what you excuse will happen to you. Walls built to keep natives out while cops kill freely in the ghetto too no justice or peace is the judicial judgment, the truth or always not guilty. But what you excuse will happen to you. Yes. What you excuse will happen to you parades by the KKK chanting for racial inequality, representing this nation's violence upon the ones who sustain its existence. The reason the pride exists while getting no empathetic credit for it. Where's our moment of silence? But what you excuse will happen to you. Yes, what you excuse will happen to you. Blacks life matter as long as it doesn't compromise my white privilege. while your government secretly secretly ushers in the New world order. Zionism, they call it. Do their prideful citizens know? No. The white man the white man had his time. Look at what he brewed. Time to turn this around and raise up God's truth. Because what you excuse, now you're going through. Yes, what you excuse, now you're going through. Ruins of other nations people love to visit, never looking at the true picture. These are judgment decrepits. Because what they excuse, now they're going through. Yes, what they excuse, now they're going through. Judgment coming for Edom, hidden name for the red, white, and blue. Your government thinks they can fool God. What they put others through will happen to you. What they put others through will happen to you. Judgment's knocking too. God was always watching you. Now, judgment's coming down because instead of repenting, you ignored what's happening, the truth. So now what you excuse, now you're going through. Yes, what you excuse is eternal judgment for you. That poem is called Society.
0: Fantastic! I fucking love that. I am sorry for anyone watching or listening to this on Spotify who just had to hear me clap into the microphone, but that was amazing. Um, and I I love that. What you excuse? What happened to you? Just that. Uh, oh my God! When you come on here, you are one of the you are you are one of those people that I that I very much expect when you come on here that I'm definitely going to be forced to think about my society and my, the world around me. And you do it in such an amazing way. And you've, you've come on here before and shared um, similar pieces that um, have just made me go like, like cheer uh, on one hand, like that you're saying it, that you're standing up and, and, and saying these things. But on the other hand, like they also make me angry. You know what I mean? Because yeah. because we're destroying our world, because the government's so corrupt, because all these awful things are happening, and because everyone's fucking ignoring it. Everyone's just head buried in their phone, no fucks given, and just, but what you excused will happen to you. Yeah. And I love that. Like, it, it, it will come back to you. It will. Yeah. And and people don't fucking realize that. And they just, like they just got their head buried in their phone and not... Like, like what I try to do here on this show is reach. I mean, obviously we're on our phones, we're on our computers right now, but we're reaching out to one of one another. We're conversing, we're communicating, we're opening up about topics. We're bringing light to topics. We're seeing it. We're not excusing things. We are bringing light to them and and doing the only thing we can as artists and using our art to bring light to them because that's what we need to do with so many people excusing it. There needs to be the other people fighting back and, and bringing light to it. And right. I love that you. I love that you make that your mission.
3: Yeah. That's thank fantastic. you. Fantastic. That I love variety in my poems, but I also love to put, um, thought in people's heads. You know, it, it's beyond just a something so simple and minuscule as black and white. It's a spiritual thing. If you know what's wrong and you excuse it, you know, it should happen to you. So that way you can understand it. It isn't one of those, um, oh, you're going to go through it just because no, it's, if you don't understand the plight, then you have to go through it. So that you understand the plight. And if you've gone through it and you still don't understand the plight, who are you? (laughs) You know, are you human? You know? So, um, and that was during a time, like I said, um, uh, it was during a time I was, uh, Dealing with the the Hebrew Israelites, you know, looking for God's truth and stuff like that. And I was looking at all these different religions and things of that nature. And the Hebrew Israelites, um, that uh, religious part is about uh, waking up the twelve tribes. Uh, black people finding their identity, natives, Mexicans, and things of that nature. That's what they describe. It's about um, finding your true identity on the earth, things of that nature. So you know, but that's just one part of it. And um, in the Christianity, you know, I grew up Christian, um, but I'm a spiritual person. I was always just a spiritual person. So now when you, with spirituality, you realize it's a spiritual thing. You know, it, it doesn't matter of this, something so minuscule, a skin color. It's about what your heart is, you know, it's just her, uh, God's freckle, you know, God's arm as a freckle. <laughs> it's a spiritual thing that was like spiritual for her to write. That was, you know, and then I'm from Portland, Oregon. I look at stuff like that, you know, it's like, Oh, you're my tribe. You know, it, it's, and us artists, you know, we don't know anything else but our art. And, you know, that's our true selves. So, yeah, I, I love that. I can be goofy. I can be fun and all that stuff. But I can also be serious, too. Yeah. So
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you have such a, like, amazing, like, joyful energy when you come on here. But I love that you're still able to, like deliver those those messages that that you know make some people angry that make us angry and 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 but direct that anger uh positively you know in into a positive outlet and that that is fantastic i'm gonna bring uh, i'm bring everyone else up here see what they think
1: that was absolutely haunting and chilling i, I mean like i totally got goosebumps I love the fact that you repeat it almost like a warning, like this blaring alarm.
2: Oh, it was very, very impactful. Thank you. One of my favorite sayings is what goes around,
4: what
2: what goes around comes around. Karma is very real. So like I highly resonated with that. And like the fact that you dug into those deep topics like that is like, oof, yes. Yeah.
4: Thank you. It's in my hand. (laughs) Definitely, Uh, the repetition. It really just kind of pounds it in, and really lets you—you know—makes you think. Makes you think about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was definitely, definitely my favorite part too. Was like, like you guys are saying, the the reputation, the repetition, the do you, like blaring morning over and over again like we need to wake the fuck up
2: yeah
0: yeah thank you
1: so much <laughs> well,
0: thank oh, you was- thank you for sharing that with us that was fantastic absolutely <laughs> i'll i'll, ca- I'll ca- quiet this time.
1: goosebumps that was so thank you yeah
0: amazing amazing thank you awesome. so much for sharing that with us um that's going to bring us back around to Sylvia. Now, Sylvia, I believe, has two more things she wanted to share with us. She has a poem and a story. Is that correct?
4: Yeah, we're you... thinking um, with the time that probably the story would be better to do oh. be right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to say that this story is my heart because this 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 place that we grew up in, Um. Was very racial, and it very racially motivated. Oh, really you. I'm on here. I'm I'm on on here. Sorry about that. Okay. It was it, it was very racially motivated. Uh, and what um, happened to us was we were called racial slurs every day, and we were. Um, We were called Rachel Slurs every day and they killed our pets. Um, They chopped up my cat. They shot our dog. Um, I I had to go to school every single day. And every single day I was called those names. And what motivated me to write this story is that, uh, now Victoria is my niece. She had to go through some of it in another town. But basically Victoria is me in this story. And it's it's about... uh, what she's going through at school, and then she goes through a dream. And I'll go ahead and just start reading to you. Now, Victoria came home sad after her first day in her new school. She sat on the end of her bed with her head hanging low, her long, shiny black hair spilling over her shoulders. That's when her mom walked in. What happened, she asked Asked her mother. Nothing. She drew her knees up under her chin and wrapped her arms around them. Come on, you can tell me. Why did we have to move here anyway? I want to go home. The kids here are mean. At every recess, they told me to go back where I belong, but I belong here. They called me names and said I don't look like they do, that my skin is darker than theirs is and my hair looks wrong. Mom, it's not wrong to be different, is it? No, honey, everyone is important and everyone matters. I'm sure once they get to know you, things will get better. Things will be different. But Victoria didn't think so. When it was time for bed, Victoria pulled back the covers and climbed in. Her parents kissed her on her forehead, pushing back her shiny black hair. Victoria was so tired, and she immediately started to dream. She opened her eyes. She saw nothing but white everywhere. No color at all. What a strange place. It was as if everything was drawn in pencil and it was raining, pouring, coming out of a colorless sky. She was soaked to the bone. She had her bright red school backpack over her shoulder. I got to get out of here, she thought. She started walking, putting her arms out in front of her, feeling back and forth just in case there might be something there. She, she spotted a tree in the distance with what looked like the outline of an animal tied to it. As she got closer, she could see it was a llama. They were both shivering. It was wearing a small saddle. Would you let me ride you, she asked her new friend. It's the only way we're going to get out of this endless rain. Victoria grabbed the reins and swung her leg up over the llama's back. She looked around and looked up. They were standing at the foot of a giant mountain with a giant building on top. It almost looked like it wasn't there. Again, looked like it was drawn in pencil. She squinted her eyes and it looked like it disappeared. It looked like a giant castle. They started their way up the mountain. The rain was coming down, hard as if it were trying to wash away Victoria's color as well. They reached the top of the mountain. To the right was a little building. Victoria opened up the door. Inside was some straw on the floor. You stay here, she told her llama friend. Get warm. Everything? Get warm. Again, it was... As if it was drawn in pencil. Victoria walked up to the castle. She had to look to knock really hard. And she had to look really hard to see it. There was a knocker shaped like a rainbow, but without any color. She was scared. She took the knocker and knocked three times boom, 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 but put her hands over her ears. No one answered the door. She knocked one more time boom. This time the door slid open just enough for her to slide inside. Creek. she heard a voice that said, come on in out of our endless rain, Victoria. Welcome to the land of the rainbow people. Victoria felt like she was going to faint. Don't be scared, child. Victoria slid inside the door. It was gray. There was a fireplace, but the flames were not orange or yellow. They looked like they had been drawn in pencil. Who, who are you? And how do you know my name? We have been waiting for you a long time. Come, warm yourself by the fire. I'm sitting over here by the fire. My name is Fuchsia. As Victoria felt her way closer, she could see a very important looking old woman, but she was still very beautiful, sitting in a tall throne. Have a seat by me. She patted the seat of a chair. Victoria felt she could trust this person. Her voice was so sweet. She stopped by the fire, rubbing her cold hands, then sat down. No one said anything for a while. Then the questions came spilling out of Victoria. How do you know my name? Why do you call this, why do you call this the land of the rainbow people? Why is there no color anywhere? What happened to it? And why is it called the land of the rainbow people? She asked again, there's no color, but Victoria touched her her sweater, but on you said Fuchsia. One question at a time Fuchsia is also the name of my kingdom. Where is everyone? asked Victoria. They are here. You just can't see them. It's been raining here for a thousand years. Like I said, we have been waiting a long time for you. Why? said Victoria. You will soon see. You see, a very long time ago, our land had color. It was the most beautiful place in the universe. It was painted the most beautiful colors imaginable. Fuchsia, I, Fuchsia, was made queen to rule over the land of the Rainbow People, which wasn't a hard job because everybody was happy and everyone was beautiful and everyone got along. But little by little, it all started to change. So what happened? It would be quicker if I showed you, if I would. It'd be quicker if I showed you, she said. Come with me, child, and grab my hand. Fuchsia opened a large dusty door. Inside was a large dusty mirror covered with a dusty cloth. Fuchsia pulled it down. She said, this is the mirror of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Ask it what you will, and it will, show, it will show it to you. It started in the homes of the rainbow families. You see, each person was painted a different color by the maker of all things. Just like everything here is painted by him with his love, for he does love beauty. Why else would he make such a beautiful paradise? look into the mirror and it will tell you everything everything you want to know ab- about victoria looked into the mirror and said take me back to the beginning in a flash of light that made her close her eyes and a gust of wind that almost knocked her down she was watching a blue family getting ready for school the mom was doing the mom was doing her daughter's hair and she said you're so much more prettier than that your orange friend of yours you're di- you're different. She's different than us. Only blue children are beautiful. I think you're right, mama, said the girl. No, said Victoria, you're both beautiful, but alas no one could hear her. Then she watched the blue, the blue girl go to school. At recess she wouldn't play with her orange friend. I don't like you anymore. You're different than me. This made the orange her orange friend start to cry. The other children were were watching, listening, and went home and told everything to their parents. The parents said those children are not as beautiful as our children. We are better because we are green or violet or yellow. It didn't matter. It was always the same. Don't you know that everyone matters, screamed Victoria? But again, no one could hear her. It got worse. The parents were fighting each other until war broke out over the land of the rainbow people. Fuchsia did her best to stop the fighting, but it could not get through. But she could not get through to the people. The Maker of all things tried everything, but no one wanted to listen. This saddened the Maker of all things so much that his tears have been falling for a thousand years, and washing and washing away all color from the land. There is no rainbow land left. He painted this land, this beautiful people with his beautiful paintbrush, and now he cries. Fuchsia had been talking to Victoria all this time from a chair behind her. Victoria said, I've seen enough. Let's go back and sit by the fire. Victoria sat with her head hanging down, her shiny black hair hanging down over her shoulders. Can't anything be done for your your world, said Victoria, in a whisper, because she felt so bad. We may have one hope, you, Victoria. You could save the land of the rainbow people. What, me? I'm just a little girl and being treated just like some of these people are being treated. Exactly. You can warn the people of Earth. What you saw and experienced here is going to happen there. The maker of all things is saddened about how these things are going on. And these things are still going on in your world. And he still has many tears to cry. I don't know if I can make a difference, but I'll try it's late said fuchsia you should you should sleep here sorry i don't know if i can make a difference but i'll try it's late said fuchsia you should always you should sleep here you have a long journey tomorrow i will prepare a room for you victoria crawled under the covers in a huge room in a huge bed she wouldn't sleep she was thinking of what the rainbow people were go- asking of her, and could she, she, and if she hoped that she can slowly help somehow, she slowly drift, drifted to sleep. She slowly opened her eyes. She was in her own bed in her own room. Yes, it was all a dream. She she tried to convince herself. She got ready for school. Almost forgot her red backpack. She was going to be late for school. Victoria, Victoria. It was her teacher asking her to read from the book her class had been reading from. She reached in her backpack; it was damp. Instead of the book that she was reading, in its place was a fuchsia-colored book called *Victoria and the Rainbow People*. She stood up and started to read.
0: That was awesome, and I really like that. I really like that ending. Finding the book book in her bag. Um, that was much like shannon's that was a wonderful metaphor and just such a captivating story from beginning to end it just sucks you right in um but also you know it sucks you into this fictional imaginary universe much like she did she got sucked into but then gives her and us real life insight on the things going on in our own world um and it had a very uh alice in wonderland or or i don't know if you know Coraline. Um, that kind of vibe to it where, where they get sucked into this, this universe and it might be a dream. It might not be a dream. We're not really sure, but it's all or, or Wizard of Oz too. Um, And it's all a metaphor for the stuff that's going on in her real life. Um, And, and I mean, especially with Wizard of Oz, uh, there's a lot of uh, metaphors with, with racism and whatnot in that. But one of my favorite things that you did was the, the, whole um the whole color metaphor you know what i mean it, it, especially um the line where you said um it felt as if he was trying to wash the color away from her or or something to that effect um i just i really enjoyed um the the metaphor and how you you know you used like orange or purple or and and it's but it conveys these very deep messages about you know the the skin tones in in our own life and how they're looked at and how and and it shows that white is no different than purple you know what i mean like it, it, and it shows that they're all all humans and that they could be freaking pink polka dotted you know what i mean but they're still humans they're still people right. and i love i love how how you um portrayed that i mean you did an amazing job
4: yeah sorry about my mom she kept coming in here <laughs>
0: You're good. Yeah. I, I have, I have relatives walking back and forth too. This mic is probably going to pick up everything.
4: I'm sorry. Quite a few times. I think my favorite part of the story is how the maker of all things painted everybody the same. I, and yeah, I, made him beautiful when, and how his tears were crying and washing away that that's why the world had no color.
0: Yeah. It's my That reminded me a lot of Shannon's piece. Um, uh, with relating to how it, it hurts the creator, it hurts God, or you know, and, and um, like the, the that we're destroying our world and it's and it's affecting the the energy of the universe and the creator who made it all. And uh, yeah, I, I really like that you guys use that metaphor in your uh, in your writing. Uh, I'm going to bring you guys up here um, to comment and, and talk about it. Uh, Go ahead, Shannon, if you wanted to.
1: I, I could see that so vividly. Like, the imagery in your writing is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And just talking about, like, the creator's tears washing away the color that he put on everyone, that was so heartbreaking. Like, I can imagine if I was a little kid hearing this story, that would make me cry. Like... It's so visual and the, the dusty blanket over the mirror. Like you can, you can just see it in your mind and almost smell the dust and a woman drawn in pencil, whose name is fuchsia, but she's just black and white. You can tell that there was some type of, you know, sadness or terrible event that happened and it was very, very well written. I love this. You. Story. Thank
4: you. I'm trying to. Um, it's too wordy for a picture book, and so I don't know whether I should make it into a middle grade book and keep adding to it. Or that's where I'm at right now, where I am trying to kind of like I've already like cut I a really, of I don't think it's too wordy. Like, have you
1: read? No. What the yeah, sure. Bible are? Tons of words.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you.
1: If you read where the wild things are to children,
2: oh.
1: um, it's, it's a picture book. It's a children's book, tons of words, very wordy. And that's what makes it memorable, especially for, for kids, you know, hearing these stories, Yeah. It, it's kind of that in between where it's, the, it's a full story. It's not a kid's book, but it's not completely an adult's book.
0: Right. And there is there is definitely room to add to that. I mean, just ex- with the ending of how she found the book in her in her bag, dude, there's so much room to go with that, um, you know, or or add to the beginning or or in the middle. There's so much you could do with that. And but yeah, I I do think personally, my opinion, a middle grade type thing. Um, like I mean, the the three that I mentioned at the beginning: Coraline, Alice in Wonderland, and Wizard uh, and Wizard of Oz. Um, those are all, you know, in that in that same vein. You know, they're they're exactly. middle grade. They're not for not for adults, but they're not for children. And but and they have those deep underlying messages um, being ingrained into children's heads. They you know, and, and that's uh, that's something I really love about like um, those kind of things, or like or Disney is they make movies for kids, but they know the adults are watching, so they make it one. They make it funny for the adults. And they make it deep and emotional for the adults too. Um, and you guys, um, particularly you and Shannon are fantastic at doing that in your stories. Um I have to say that, that is something that I, I mean, I I, I, I write more poetry and songs than I do stories nowadays. Um, but that's something that I always like really tried to emulate in my story. Like I tried to talk, I've always tried to talk about real world issues and anything I'm talking about, whether it's my own personal issues with depression or whatever. Um, and yeah, that's just something I love is, is the metaphors that you guys use to convey real, real world issues.
3: I think the main metaphor in that was creator crying because it's metaphoric to everybody remembers the flood. You yeah. understand? It's like the creator crying, like, am I gonna have to do this again? Like, am I going to have to make a new creation? Am I going to, I mean, like, why can't they just get it? You know, you're all the same. You all bleed. You, you hope. You, you cry. You're sad. You love. You marry. You know, what are you fighting for? You know, so yeah, I give you paradise and you're fighting for what? You know, so just absolutely beautiful. And I'm a child at heart. I'm an adult kid. So I would love to see that, both you guys' stories, like, with pictures. <laughs> and I would love colors. Like, fuchsia is my favorite color. So that was just like, yay! I love pink. I'm like, <laughs> hot pink girl forever. And I'm just like, I'm just cheering it on. It was just absolutely beautiful. I love it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, there, there is a really good visual artist here. I mean, I... I- <laughs> was almost seeing some of like her style of art
3: when yes. I was listening
1: to your story, somehow like it got transposed and Victoria, bless her heart. She has elf ears in my mind. <laughs> I, 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 yes. I yes. but yes. Beautiful and adorable.
0: Get started on it. Your next, your next piece could be the cover for, cover for Victoria, the rainbow <laughs> people. I could honestly that like. That seems like such a coincidence because it's that, that feels like a title. And I, I know Skedaddle pretty well. We've known each other for a long time. That feels like a title that she would come up with for one of her pieces.
3: Oh, like, okay. it really
0: it really does. It
2: really fits
4: that. I her think you could, let, you could draw Victoria.
2: Send me the piece and that's something I would definitely be willing to do. I think oh.
3: that's, that's a beautiful collaboration. Like, look what you're doing, Dylan.
0: i love i love collabs i love getting people to collab with each other i'm i'm working on a couple collabs with like three or four different artists that i've had on here uh i love doing it it's awesome and i would love to have skedaddle do artwork for my pieces too particularly speaking to demons i've been meaning to talk to you about that for a while we'll talk more off air um and i'll and i'll text you about it but um, speaking to demons is something that I really want a good visual artist for, um, because it's such a to me it's such a th- th- thematic piece. Um, but yeah, yeah, you are you are fantastic. You are all fantastic. Thank you so much, Sylvia, for sharing that with us. Um, did you still want to share that poem with us, or did you want to sh- save that for next time?
4: If I have time.
0: Yeah, you can go ahead. Absolutely.
4: Okay. This is about my mom. <laughs> right. and, uh,
0: I'll try not to so, cry.
4: Yeah, no, it's not a happy thing about a mother. Um, it happened when I was 17. And um, this, is, this is what happened. It says, I went crazy when I turned 17. It was an ugly, ugly scene. Mama just went one inch too far. It's what left me forever scarred. She asked my brother to shoot my pet. Mama would hit me with whatever she could get. Oh, Mama, why? After that, I just wouldn't try. So I went crazy at 17, locked me up in three hospitals, thought of Mama and how she'd belittle. I didn't know if they'd ever let me out. I'd think of Mama and I'd just scream and shout. I'd wander the hall several times a day, thinking of Mama and the terrible things she'd say. I'd think of different ways to escape, Look outside, just staring at the landscape. Just stood there staring out the window, blinking. But it wasn't the way that you were thinking. What would Mama think if they'd just pick me up off the floor, wheeled my dead carcass on out the door? They threatened to lock me in a rubber room. Life was all darkness, sadness, and gloom. I thought of Mama and felt empty inside. Deep down, that's where the scars they hide. It all changed one day when I walked by a room a girl was praying or so i presumed this it started me thinking so i bowed my head to pray maybe i haven't forgiven mama yet but i just might someday
0: damn that was heart wrenching that was heart wrenching um i can I, I i don't honestly don't have words for that but i have goosebumps for sure yeah that was can you 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 want to talk a little bit about that piece? I mean it's obviously if you're not comfortable, but it's obviously a very deep emotional piece for you.
4: yeah she she was very hard to grow up with. Um, she's very abusive um, when I said she'd hit us with whatever she could get it would it would be wooden spoons um, her shoes spatulas, you know. Uh she would ask us sometimes, Do you like your teeth? And we'd say, Yes, mom, we like our teeth. Would you like to see them in a bloody pile on the floor? So, you know, it was it was so hard growing up. Um and she hasn't changed a whole lot. You know. Um she has um mellowed out in her old age but she is still is very much mama
0: one thing i do have to say is you are 100 the the better and bigger person for the way that that and that that piece ended um and you know it sounds like you're at least still able to talk to her or have some kind of relationship with her um in the modern day so uh, that that is fantastic and that makes you so much more, better a person than um i would be in that situation um i i had my own problems with um abuse when i was younger he is uh, he's he's dead now so it's not really a, a thing that i have to come to terms with
1: um, i <laughs>
0: have a like existing relationship with this man um but yeah i mean it it you are 100 um probably a better person than i would be in that situation, so props to you. Uh, and I'm gonna. Um, that being said, because I really have no words. This, it really that that hit me. That hit me hard. That um, just me having gone through some some similar situations and um, a lot of my friends going through way 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 worse situations um, than I ever did. And 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 you know similar situations to that. Just I also was in the foster system um, for a while. So I saw a lot of kids that came from very, very abusive families. And I had a lot of friends who I just wished I could just, you know, save them every fucking day. I just wish I could save them from their situation. Um, so that hit me, hit me very hard. Um, I'm going to bring these other artists up here to see what they thought. Um, yeah, Neela.
3: I, I absolutely, um, I empathize with that because I actually have a poem. It's called A Parent's Pain. And a lot of people, um, I work with the elderly and that generation, and they were raised off, spoiled, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. So they feel, you know, the beatings was okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. that they felt it was all right to do. You exactly. know, I have, my, my mother, she um, she was molested and she was blamed for the molestation. You know, her, her, my grandmother beat her in between the legs. So it it was one of those things like they felt it's a generational thing. And I wrote a poem about it. I'm like a parent's pain because it was like, you have to look, step outside yourself and what they caused you and say, how were they raised? Mm -hmm. What happened to her? You know, if she did this to me, who did this to her? You know, and it's just about breaking that generational curse. Like you're naturally, you know, you taking care of your mother and letting it out, you know, um, poetically and things of that nature, but still taking care of her. It shows your empathy and a curse you broke. You understand what I'm saying? So it's, it's like uh-huh. it, it's a a parent's pain. It's just, you know. Open- i pretty sure
0: what, what, what you're saying with the, the generational thing, I'm pretty sure that it was, it was like a man like. The th- between the 30s and the 50s was like a mandatory if you didn't beat your wife and your kids like you were the outcast yeah you, know, you were you were on the outs everybody else was like i was like a, a, a and you know what i mean and it just yeah. to, to think about something like that you know hurting the people you love being a normal everyday thing that you like you talk to your buddies at work about like that just blows my mind that that generation was like that
4: yeah her mother was that way um It definitely is a multi-generational thing. Yeah. Grandma was very abusive towards her.
0: Yeah. Uh, Skedaddle, do you have anything you want to add or? As someone
2: who has a not so great home life, I highly relate to that. And I see you and you are very strong for going through all of that and coming out Mm -hmm. as amazing as you did.
4: Thanks. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. That was I am glad that we did not skip over that or or save that for next time because that was 100% yeah. um thank you. Thank you so much. Um and and thank you for coming on the show. Um stick around uh for the end. Um I'll bring you guys on and just say goodbye and 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 thank you one more time before we end the stream. Um okay. and we're going to go bring us back around to Shannon and then I will share some things with you guys if you'd like um Shannon are you are you there I can't see Yeah
1: oh okay.
0: yeah
1: <laughs> Now you are good And now I had to I had to turn it off on that one uh t- no I mean I gosh just listening to her I was like okay I'm turning my camera off my face is getting snotty so Yeah
0: Yeah, yeah there's there's a a few pieces that have Formed on this show that, that I have, I mean, I've been very late to click the button because it takes me a minute. Uh, that was one of those pieces where I, I just, it, 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 it took me a minute. Like I knew when the piece was going to end, but I was just like, like I needed to breathe. Yeah. Yes. It, it That hit me hard. Yeah. Um, definitely. Exactly. Definitely. One of the most, emo- one of the more emotional pieces we've had on here. Yeah. What is, uh, what's the next one you're going to be doing for us?
1: Oh, uh, it's a really short one. I was debating <laughs> between this one and a poem and I decided this one because it's short.
0: <laughs> okay. All right.
1: And well, it's called Ecotone.
0: Ecotone. All right. I'll drop myself. Okay.
1: Oh, Give me just a second. It always takes me a minute to pull it up on my computer. So it actually starts off with the definition of what an ecotone is. Um, it's not—it's not really a poem either. I don't know what it is. Ecotone, noun: a region of transition between two biological communities. Examples of ecotones include marshlands between dry and wet ecosystems, mangrove forests between terrestrial and marine ecosystems, grasslands between desert and forest, and estuaries between saltwater and freshwater. Calamity, noun, plural noun, calamities, an event causing great and often sudden damage or distress, a disaster. Somewhere between our thoughts and our words, feelings and actions, there is a blurred reality, either oasis nor calamity, the convergence of two pressure systems combining science with religion. With the pendulum ever alternating, will we cling to the all-pervading desire of neutrality just somewhere in between insanity and reality? This is our ecotone.
0: I like that. I really like that. It's like, it's very complex, not, not complex, but it, it it makes you think it's, it's again, another one of those pieces and every one of your pieces honestly is one of those pieces that makes you like stop and think. And and I think the technique of using the, those definitions and laying, starting out by laying out clear definitions of what these words are and then out, outlining how that how they how that relates to our our own society and ecosystem you know what i mean as 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 a as a whole like just you're 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 very you're very you're very fucking good at that like (laughs) using those metaphors to open up my mind and really make me like think about bigger concepts um, and that, yeah, that technique that you used with, with, the um, outlining the definitions was, um, it almost made me feel like, um, like it was a movie or something like the beginning of a movie, like, you know what I mean? Like that, that, like what, like this is the, this is the beginning of a movie and then that, that like, that's what leads into it or whatever.
1: Well, it was kind of one of those, um, things where there's such this beautiful gray in between, like, the reality, I mean, I know reality is very subjective to each person, um, but between, like, you know, a shared reality and, um, kind of this insane, crazy space in our head that, uh, you know, is, is, you know, delusion and, and, uh, you know, completely exists only within our mind and there's this happy place in between, um, that could either be, you know, like the convergence of two, you know, pressure systems turning into a a, a massive storm or a tornado, or it could simply be the coexistence of, of the two worlds, um, which, And I really do think that is, for me, kind of the understanding of each person's reality is what is going on inside of their head and how are they interpreting the world around them and that in-between place that is that is where the two meet and that is their reality and that is their ecotone. That is that, you know, blending of uh you know the the craziness in your head versus the craziness outside of your head. Um and I don't know. I think I was high when I wrote it honestly.
0: <laughs> hey you know what that's again, that's how I write most of my pieces, either high or depressed or both. You know <laughs> One do, one usually comes with the other, but, yeah, exactly. And then, and then the creativity flows. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, just I love I love again the way that you use your metaphors and to make you think, to make me think, and also the 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 duality in your writing, how you can see multiple people's perspectives. I mean, it kind of as a fictional writer, you have to, to be able to create multiple different characters with multiple different personalities, but you know, you can see both sides of this convergence and, and you know what I mean? And you're, you're very good at outlining not just the problem, but why the problem is happening from both ends and, and um, the consequences of what will happen if this continues much like with your um uh i forget i'm sorry the the god piece what was it called again?
1: Oh, from a freckle on god's arm
0: on god's arm yeah um yeah that's one of my favorite things about you it, it is fantastic and this is a very unique piece like the the style of it the tone of it very unique i love it
1: thanks uh, honestly i think i was just stoned and perseverating on a word that i found fascinating and just kind of got lost in it (laughs) so i don't know what it is it's there hey
0: you know what sometimes sometimes like we don't even sit down with a mission like sometimes i'll i'll just get a word like just one word just like that and my whole piece will be built around that word because i'm just like i'll just get stuck in this zone or i'll you know well i'll be or i'll be stoned and i'll just be like just thinking about the universe and like, you know how everything works and just get way too and I and I'll stop. I've written like three pages and I'm like, dude, no one's gonna sit there and freaking listen to me on <laughs> my show. Sure, they will. Read this crap. I
1: would. <laughs> I think most people would.
0: Oh uh, Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you. Um, and I, I thank you for coming on and and sharing your pieces yeah. with us. It's been amazing. It's a joy to have you on every time. Thank you, everybody. um, I'm going to bring everybody up on here just to um, so they can say thank you and ask you any questions or give their feedback and whatever.
3: You're a Gemini. (laughs) You're a natural Gemini and it reflects in your, you know, and then I love how your humility where like you revert back. Oh, I was just right. Oh, I was probably high. You know, showing that little kid like that immaturity that you guys have about you know (laughs) that I love because I'm immature too, but I can be deep. So it it, it's just effortless, and I absolutely loved it. It's so beautiful. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, that was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, Skedaddle, did uh, oh, Sylvia, you raised you just. I was just
1: gonna say I, I enjoyed it. It was beautiful. Oh, thank you.
2: The way you pronounced it, like the, I want to add to Dylan's, like movie thing it sounds like the, like intro mm-hmm, to a movie yeah. like the way you like yeah. it was like sultry and <laughs> oh my thank time. you. Like I don't know how to explain <laughs> it fully but like
0: when two worlds collide <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. When someone yeah. reads a
1: definition. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. No, it, it was it was great, and it was definitely something that I could picture. Like again, being at the beginning of one of your stories, or be at the beginning of one of your books, or whatever. Um, as as that like that intro, that that movie. Because I when I read a book, it's it's a movie in my head. Yep. So, yeah, So yeah, that's how I pictured. It. It. That's how I pictured that is, is like the, when, you know, when a movie starts and it's like a black screen and then just the words pop up in a land, like, <laughs> that's, that's, what I, that's what I pictured. Uh, that was fantastic.
1: <laughs> that's fun. Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm, I'm actually uh, tiptoeing, dabbling in research on um, recording audiobooks for other people. So it's,
0: awesome uh i i audiobook is one of my favorite formats of um book or of like media um period i've listened to audiobooks since i was a very very little kid i mean i don't even i think i started like, like i was telling you i started with those little short stories um and then i think i moved on to like harry potter and percy jackson and and Man, once I heard Harry Potter, it was all over. It was all over from there. I was hooked. I was like, "I'm gonna be a reader. I'm gonna be a writer." It's just, it's just in me. It's in me. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. It's like somebody can create all of this yeah. with their words. Yeah, that's it's, what I. Yeah, yeah, that's
3: what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah so they
1: actually, I
3: actually uh, hmm? I'm I'm shy like that, so I'd rather write instead of like be the actor. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, right. I I read and all that stuff. Like, I was picturing everything you guys said in color, and then we have an artist who shows it in color, you know. So, it was this was a phenomenal session. I absolutely, this was
1: so fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. Thank you guys. This has been awesome. Thank you guys so much. Uh, before we get out of here, I'm gonna share, um, I think I'm gonna share two pieces. One of them is pretty short, and then the other one, I don't think. I've done it on here before. I don't think I've ever performed it, actually. I might have done it on another show at some point, maybe a couple years ago, but I'm not sure. Or months ago, I don't know. But we'll see. It's new to you guys. It's new to the Lost Boy Cypher Circle. And um, so I guess we'll, st- we'll start out with the shorter one. The shorter one is called... Uh, my computer's tweaking out on me. Of course, when I go to pull up my poems... It tweaks out on me. Okay. Every Quiet Moment is the name of this piece. And it kind of... It is about the need as an artist for everything to be perfect. For everything to be just... Every, like, when, like I was talking about, when I write a piece, I try to say everything I have to say about the piece. I try to put like my all into it. Everything you know, my heart, my soul and make it just the best, most perfect piece it can possibly be. Um, But I wanted to, I wanted to perform this piece because of what um, jelly roll said to his fans at the concert I went to, which was work on progress and not perfection. And that really, really hit me. um, And it really reminded me uh, of this piece. So I'm going to drop you guys out of here and I'll uh, read this piece. This is called Every Quiet Moment. For an artist, every quiet moment is a rainbow. Every rainbow is just a calm before another storm, merely an intermission in a play that never ends. The curtains will never close. There will be no roll call nor an encore to this epic tragedy. So do not applaud. Do not even rise from your seat because the show will go on. The show must go on. The presentation must be perfect. The delivery flawless. If there is but one mistake, the crowd will disperse into nothingness, leaving the last performer reciting lines in an empty theater under a spotlight that never shone to an audience that was never there. And that's uh every quiet moment. What'd you guys think of that?
1: Ooh, the oh, anxiety.
0: Yeah, it was, and yeah, I, I don't. I wrote that like I, honestly. I it's kind of somewhat inspired by um, a song by Eminem called "Walk On Water" um, with Beyonce, and it, and that song is about you know his need to need for perfection. You know, he's already done everything in his freaking career. What more can he do? Yet people keep wanting more from him, and um, I was just like kind of thinking about that concept and just thinking about like how it's like that for every artist. We, the show must go on. We we have to keep doing it because it's at our core. Like Mila was saying at the beginning, it's at our core, at who we are as people. It's all we know, but yet, how, like not everything you put out can be perfect. Not everything can be flawless, but it's that need for everything to be the best or better than it was before. Um, and that's kind of how I feel with my art a lot of the time.
3: I, I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. And you, that's why I always love to, I, I like to, when are you going to perform? You know, I, I love that because you always give a different um, insight and the way you depict all of our art, you know, and then you're kind of hard on yourself and it's like, what are you hard on yourself for? It's freaking beautiful, you know? So, you know, I, I just, I loved it. And I like that depiction, you know, because you never know when an artist is supposed to stop. And it's like, they're not, you know, just show us where you are. Show us your mental, you know. It doesn't right. always have to be the hard part about the celebrity type artist and us is we can keep going. They, it's always to get back money. You know what I'm saying? so if they drop the money card and then and the numbers and, and all that, they'd be and forever. It them, and it keeps them
0: from being able to perform what they want to sometimes or, yeah. or write what they want to and then actually yeah. express which is how they started, which is why they started, and now they're trapped in this thing where they can't do yeah. what they wanted, to, what they're meant to do, what they're set out to do, because they're trapped right. in this this money pit, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: I so love like, I the right? pacing
0: of it. Yeah. Thank you.
1: It creates, like, an empathetic anxiety, just the way you kind of build up with it. It's like, I could feel that.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a short piece, so it had to have some kind of something to draw you in and, and keep you there for the time I had you, you know? Um, so, yeah, And that's, yeah, that's definitely...
1: Definitely pulled it off, for sure.
0: Thank you. Thanks. Um, Skedaddle, did you have any questions or comments for me?
2: Just as a burnt-out artist myself, that shit's so fucking relatable. Like the of it,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you guys. I, I really, I really that's one of my shorter pieces, but it really is one of my favorites just because like it it means so much to me as an artist personally. Like it is I struggle with it every time I write a new piece. Every single time I go to write something else. I and I end the first I end this piece, I'm satisfied you know, maybe a day or two goes by and then I'm like, all right, I got to start working on the next one. And then it's like back to the same thing. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a very personal piece for me. It's always has been. So thank you for your, um, your love and your support on it.
1: Appreciate it, it. Strong.
0: Very strong. Thank you. Um, this next piece I'm going to perform is um, the one that I've, I don't think I've ever performed it. And if I had, it was on someone else's show, not my own um and this piece once i get it pulled up here um jesus there we go uh this piece is called beneath the surface and it is about the kind of the inevitable descent into anxiety which leads into the descent into depression um, that is very hard for someone um with bipolar like me or any kind of um, anxiety or depression disorder to pull themselves out of, it starts with one thing and it kind of spirals and then you're just so deep you can't get out. And that's kind of what this piece is about. And it's called Beneath the Surface. On the surface, there is peace, an almost palpable stillness that fills the air so completely that one could almost feel the atmosphere vibrate with the tension of such absolute silence and tranquility. Beneath the surface, though, beneath, there is a battle being fought against nature itself, a struggle of mind and body, of soul and spirit, of life and death. It starts with something small, a bad thought, a particularly vivid or intense memory, a passing glance at some long-forgotten keepsake, a small innocent drop of chaos that will, of course, do what it does best and expand into something uncontrollable and uncontainable. Comes over you in waves like the creeping effect of a drug. With each passing thought, you can hear the blood pumping faster and faster, and your breath's getting shorter and shorter. You can feel the cold, merciless grip of something you can't quite name closing around your chest. With each breath you take, your lungs just seem to get tighter and tighter. A slow, steady pressure starts to build in your head like an impending volcanic eruption. Finally, through the haze of confusion and tense tension, you realize you're drowning, drowning from the inside out, and there's no one coming to pull you from these dark, murky depths. Then comes the panic, the fear, the desperation, the need to do something, anything to save yourself from sinking deeper. You feel out in front of you, grasping for any support you can use to pull yourself back to the surface, but you've sunk in so deep that you can no longer tell which way is up. Even as you struggle to find your sense of direction in this dark, endless prison, you know that fighting will only rob you of what little strength you have left. Darkness is closing in now, making everything else fade into dark- nothingness. The last air is pulled from your lungs as you let out one last helpless cry, hopeless cry for help. But all that is seen on the surface is one meaningless ripple in an ocean of sunken ships and giant icebergs. And that is beneath the surface. What'd you guys think?
2: That was beautiful. Thanks. You depicted that perfectly. In the like sunken icebergs or uh, giant icebergs, sunken ships, that like gave me goosebumps.
0: Really, I I honestly I honestly wasn't sure about that line when I wrote it. If it was gonna be like too corny or not? No, not at all. Really trying to end it like uh, satisfying
3: and yeah.
2: No, it was perfect. Yeah,
3: like all of us. I think what's so great about our writers, period, is we're all in sync. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like in sync, and, like that one.
0: Yeah, we vibrate. We vibrate on the same frequency.
3: Yeah. Oh, we're all there. And so it's just beautiful. It, it, it touched my soul as if it was mine. You know, it was beautiful. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I, I remember um, the f- first time I had COVID, I was scared to go to sleep because it was really, really hard to breathe. And it was a very depressing time as well. You know, the whole world was in a depression. And when I finally started to fall asleep, I had that feeling of drowning and that struggle and that anxiety. And it was partially emotional and partially physical. And listening to you on that, like my mind was kind of brought back to that time And just that struggle, like, do I use the energy to get through this or do I just give into it which way is up and which way is down? And it it definitely creates a lot of uh, anxiety, you know, just that feeling of sinking and the icebergs (laughs) and sunken ships. I think that correlation between the two is so impactful, like... It's palpable. You can almost feel it around you. It was, I love how you worded it.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that was definitely like one of my wor- more, I guess you could say wordy pieces. Um I definitely that was in a time when I was very um very very Robert Frost, very Edgar Allan Poe, very like experimenting with as many big and complex words as I as I could and and just trying to broaden my vocabulary, vocabulary in general. I um, mean, that definitely comes comes through in that piece. Um, but like, I, I hope it wasn't too, like, you know what I mean. It, it didn't wear on you too much. It wasn't like too over the top with the, no. the very, because no. um, that's something I struggled with for a while too. Is I, I just like add too much vocabulary. It was like very clear that I was trying to sound smart. When, like, I am smart, so I don't need to freaking, like, I, I had to step back and realize, like, people will realize you're smart if you just write, like, normal.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't the, think it sounded contrived or anything like that, though. It was very visual.
3: The, the metaphors is are the intelligence. It's not really the words. A lot of people think big words and stuff is the intelligence. It's the metaphors. That's what mm-hmm. conveys. Be- i'll say that yeah well thank you
0: yeah sylvia go ahead
4: i was just gonna say i'm bipolar so when you were reading your poem i was right there with you feeling what you were feeling and you really came across as hitting the nail right on the head
0: yeah yeah um and i i know like you know that that could possibly be that poem could possibly be triggering for a lot of people. That's probably one of the reasons that I haven't, haven't done it. Um, or that it was filed away. Um, I should say is because just, I know that a lot of people can relate to that and, and that, that, that feeling of drowning and just not being able to, like we are talking about the beginning of the show, you, you know, not being able to get out of bed, not being able to like, you just you've just sunk in so deep and you can't like you can't pull yourself out. And I know a lot of people um relate to that. So I, I'm really happy that I was able to like touch you guys souls with that and and that you guys feel the same way. So
4: I found it helpful.
0: Absolutely. Thank you guys so much. And thank you guys so much for coming on. I appreciate it so much. Um we're gonna close out the show here. But before we do, I want to remind everyone, we are on Spotify. Go check us out. Go subscribe on Spotify and on YouTube. And uh, we'll be on Google and everywhere else pretty soon. So stay tuned for that. Again, thank you guys so much for coming on. It's been a blast.
2: can't wait to have you on again. Peace
0: out,
3: guys. Peace.